You know, I'm not familiar with national team philosophies because I don't exactly what where they're going. What I can say is I think programs like CXC, um, Maine Winter Sports Center, um, Sun Valley Ski Education, wherever. I mean, there's programs all around the country. Mm-hmm. I think I think many of those programs are doing a much better job than they had in the past. Um, athletes are out there training more, training harder, um, which is a good thing. We've got, you know, I think we've got athletes like Tad Elliott and Jesse Diggins and Sadie Bjorns and Sammy Hamilton and Noah Hoffman. I probably shouldn't have read them off because I know I'm going to miss, <laughs> miss somebody. But, you know, we get those types of athletes that are that are up and coming and I think position pretty well for their age. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Chris Freeman, who I think is maturing and getting more comfortable in a team role. How much better he can get, I think, is is is, is a little bit uncertain. But um, I think he's he's being a great role model for those other guys. And you know, I think he can Randall much the same on on the women's side. But I think many things there are are very very positive for the future. If, I, I think the challenge for those younger guys is to, you can't give up years at this point in their career. Mm-hmm. They've got to be chipping away and making some, some measurable improvement every year if they're going to get to the highest levels. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the big challenge, and I'm sure they as athletes and their coaches are working on that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember for years Johnny Caldwell talking about finding an American approach to the sport of cross-country. And for so many years... You know, we were quite biased by Scandinavia. Um, of course, information technology doesn't flow as readily as it does now. But uh, we, uh, you know, we looked for them for answers. Do you see us defining a uniquely American or, or Canadian or North American approach to sport now? Well, I think there's a, there's a, certainly there's, a, there's an American way or culture about it, but. You know, training principles are training principles. We can't take that, that scientific fact away. What, what accounts for good training is good training. Um, there are individual variations. Um, you know, whether you roller ski 50-50 with running in the summer or 60-40 or whatever. I mean, there's, there's certainly variations in there, the type of quality or interval training. There's a huge amount of individual variation. So from a theoretical perspective, you know, I just say science is science and how each body responds to training is unique and, and it's got to be treated that way. But in terms of, our, I think our culture is getting defined by, um, you know, the type of program they do, the type of camp system they have, the type of development system we have, um, you know, the type of racing programs we have. I think that's what, Johnny or many people meant by developing a, an American culture. We just can't go out and plop the Norwegian system mm-hmm. with ours. But, you know, having said that, I still think there's room for probably a lot of refinement in, in our training or our, our cross-country ski program, i.e. the racing programs or the, the, the development programs, the kind of the nurturing programs, or the, you know, the youth programs or whatever whatever the components of that are. Mm-hmm. 
You know, uh, in your era, I don't know, but I, I want to ask you, uh, <clears throat> clearly right now, uh, with Justin uh, coaching the Canadians and uh, Grover uh, head coaching the, the U.S. program, there seems to be a great chemistry. They seem to give and take. Was that true in your era? Uh, you know, at times, I mean, there wasn't a lot of, you know, there was certain, certainly a, a cordial relationship. We didn't do a lot of stuff together by any means. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during years, we you know, rarely would we see him other than on the World Cup circuit, which then was, you know, not as long as extensive as it is today. So, yeah. you know, there wasn't certainly that level of collaboration. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll see, but I think that's probably a good thing. Yeah. Jim, when you were... Or who do you look back on as maybe one of, and I know I wish this interview could go on for, for hours, uh, and, and there's so much to discuss, but was there one particular skier or person that was kind of an idol to you, uh, or, or perhaps a role model that you recall particularly? Well, I'd say, you know, the kind of the big three of the U.S. skiing in the 60s, Bob Gray, Mike Gallagher, and, and, and uh, Mike Elliott. Mm-hmm. Those, those were the people I looked up to, and you know, hadn't grown up in Broward, grown close to Putney. Um, we got to see those guys and kind of know a little bit about them and watch them race. So, um, you know, and, and probably as I went up to the junior ranks, Mike Gallagher took on. You know, he was he he very much reached out to a lot of junior skiers, and he did camps at his place up in Pittsfield. And, um, he really shared his knowledge and, and wisdom around the sport with with the youth during those years. And one of the things you can still feel when you talk about those big three from the 60s is uh, because they live it every day, they're still enthusiastic, vital racing, uh, and and the the same love of sport they had is still there. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. You know, I haven't talked to Michael in quite a, quite a while. I haven't seen Bob since... Uh, a world masters competition maybe eight or ten years ago but mm-hmm. you know i know they're out there doing it and loving it and uh, so jamie what is what from what you've seen now what are the biggest changes in training i know that's a very broad question but are we doing less intensity uh more distance i mean uh, can you quantify it that way you know, I can't because, you know, unfortunately people, you know, there's, 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 I mean, perhaps that's something that could change and make the culture a little bit stronger. I don't see enough sharing of information in terms of, you know, what this X program is doing versus Y program. It's, it's sort of a secret sauce for each one, and mm-hmm. um, I'd like to see more of that. So I can't speak to what different programs are doing other than I know there's people out there training, training more and training harder and, and working in the sport in a, in a more organized and, and dedicated way. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about what you're doing now, uh, Jim. You you uh, uh, have an opened up a business in Sun Valley, uh, recently moved from Alaska. Tell me a little bit about what's going on in your life now. Well, I, I about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I decided to leave Alaska. I think for a bunch of reasons. I stopped coaching at APU, and I... And I went to work in an engineering firm, which was a, a terrific experience. And I did a lot of trail development work, and I did uh, a lot of other work, um, subdivision planning and, 
and platinum um, projects for for different developments, and I got to learn a little bit more in depth of the, the business and learning how to use GIS equipment and, and really refining those skills. Um, and I, so I was out of the kind of the direct ski world for five or six pretty solid years, and uh, really at my age, it felt like I was ready for. Um, a change to an environment that was a little warmer in the summer and had some more sunny days and not so dark in the winter. And I was just ready for that. And my girlfriend had recently relocated to Sun Valley, so it seemed like a good, a good choice. And, uh, you know, I came down, I relocated to Sun Valley with the, with the hope that there were some similar jobs on the horizon. Uh, some things that I talked to people about, but it was a tough economic time to, transition. So ultimately, I, did, I got more into my own training again and just kind of watching the sport and doing it more, and I decided I would would uh, get back into the, to the consulting or the coaching business. Um, so I'm, it's, it's a slow-going process here to build a new business in a, in a small area of the country and hoping to, to reach out into a bigger, bigger way. But you know, right now I'm offering in the consulting and coaching and individual coaching and group coaching kind of programs and, and, and uh, you know, clinics if people want them and that kind of thing. And uh, that's one aspect of the program. And the other aspect is I'm trying to keep my skills from uh, my trail development and, and offer that service when I can, can find projects to work on. And also looking at maybe looking at some products in the future that uh, that are unique and, and good products for cross-country skiing or endurance training. And, Jim, uh, you must have a website or ways uh, to get a hold of you. Uh, where can you direct people that might be interested? Well, I did one thing right when I started this business. <laughs> I had my own domain name, and Jim Galanis at jimgalanis.com. Um, and that should be pretty easy for people to remember. You know, I have a heck of a time remembering domain names <laughs> and email addresses. Well, we uh, certainly My send... My web address is just jimgalanis.com. All right, Jim. Well, we, uh, we hope uh, people will uh, uh, contact you. And uh, um, from the very first... Uh, we knew you. We admired you so much uh, and uh, continue to. And um, thank you so much for for all that uh, you've given the sport. And uh, I'll, I'll just, uh, do you want to make any kind of final comment, Jim? No, I, I really don't, Peter. I appreciate the, the time to catch up with you. It's been been many years, and, and we dart in and out of the East to visit family and friends and can never, never really catch up with everyone we wanted to. And uh, I appreciate your uh, your involvement with the with the Vermont Museum program this past weekend, and it was looked like it was a great event. And I wish I could have been there to listen to some of those old guys that that I knew way back when talk. It would have been a would have been an interesting uh, afternoon. Yeah, well, we hope uh, we'll make some video available. But uh, Jim, thank you so much. It's a great pleasure to talk to you, and uh, we'll catch up uh, sooner than later. I hope. All right, thanks, Peter. All right, thank you. That's Jim Galanis live on the telephone with us from his home in Sun Valley, Idaho. 
wonderful, wonderful legacy. Well, as always, we'd like to hear from you. So let us know at SkiTracks.com. Tell us perhaps who you'd like for me to uh, bring into studio or catch up on the telephone line, and we'll try to oblige. But for now, Peter Graves saying thanks so much for joining us. Let's make it a great season. So long, everyone.